with me let us go into the house of the lord because in his presence there is fullness of joy amen and i pray that every limitation every constraint placed on your joy today you will receive the fullness of joy can i hear a big amen i started the journey with you last week in genesis chapter 27 Genesis chapter 27 verse 1 to 4 and 19 to 20 praise God in Genesis chapter 27 verse 1 to 4 it said Jacob when Isaac was old guys what are you doing with me alright Bible said one day when Isaac was old and turning blind he called for Esau his older son and said my son yes father Esau replied I said I am an old man now Isaac said and I don't know when I may die take your bow and quiver full of arrow and go out to the open country to hunt for me a wild game and the Bible said now and then when your weapon they said now and then get your weapon your quiver and bow and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me Prepare me the kind of taste to food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Praise the Lord. That I may give you a blessing before I do on, I die. The verse number the verse number 19 to 20 says that Jacob said to his father, I'm Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. And Isaac asked his son, How did you get it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Amen. I want to minister on the part two of provoking the blessings of God. Tell your neighbor, provoking the blessings of God. I know the meaning of provoking has been, has been, reduce it slightly, I've been assigned to things that are evil, but the definitions I have here doesn't state that. I want to dwell on the good side of being provoked. I told you last week that it means to call forth a feeling or an action okay so you are going to call forth a feeling or what action another meaning is to stir up purposefully so you are stirring up something with an intent with a motive with a drive in anticipation to receive something to see something another meaning is to provide the needed stimulus 
for. So you, you provide what is needed to trigger what is within already. And I want to plead with you, it is not the absence of it that I'm focusing on, but even though it is in, provoking, try to bring it up to the surface. And I like it so much when Las Van Tai made a statement, quote, he said that if you want to provoke, you should provoke someone who is stronger than you, otherwise you, use, you are misusing your power unquote it means that he said i want you to provoke somebody who is stronger than you otherwise you are misusing your power so provoking is a weapon it's what it's powerful and those who know how to maximize it are able to receive the benefit that comes from it I want to beg of you, when I use the word provoking, I want you to remember calling forth something. Calling forth. Provoking it. Stirring up something purposefully. So as I'm ministering right now, I can provoke you by saying things that will cause you to act in a way you wouldn't have acted. Even though it was residing in you, you wouldn't have acted that way until certain words proceeded out of my mouth. Amen. So it is power is a very powerful weapon. I don't know how you see it, but we are living in a world where people are provoking things. Recently, the government, our previous um, prime minister, um, and his treasurer, they came out to say some things, and because of that, it provoked the economy, and the economy acted. In a way, it wouldn't have acted without the provoking of those statements. So provoking is very, very critical. Amen. A man can sit in his car. And you can sometimes do something verbally. Or you can even do a sign. And somebody who is sitting in his car nicely and purposely going to a place will get out of the car and do something they wouldn't have done. Without this level of being provoked. I want you to bear this in mind that according to what I've read for some time now, statistics is providing this information which are factual. It said that 5% of people received generational wealth. So it means 5% received blessings from their parents or from somebody. And those people live a life that they wouldn't live without those blessings. We have 15% business class working and saving and going on holiday, living a very nice life. But we have 80% who are depending on others. They are calling, uh, that is those group I call hand to mouth. They are depend- some people are depending on God's government. Some people are depending on their work. Some people are depending, 80% are depending on something to be able to survive. 80%. They are living an average life. Lack or being in need, I said, it is not the prerequisite. It is not the needed, the only thing you need to be able to qualify to receive. So if you are in this world and you want, you think you are in need and that is enough for somebody to bless you, somebody to give to you. And because of that, God will lavish his blessings on you. It is not good enough. Tell your neighbor, it's not good enough. It takes more than that. I want, to, I want you to understand that when you provoke, 
it brings change. So if things that are going on around you are not the things you want to see in your life, you have to provoke something. If the people around you are not responding to you the way you should, they should, you have to do things to provoke them. To stir up a behavior that you want to see. I say change, and when, I mean, when I'm talking about change, I, I mean perpetual change, comes to them who are purposeful and are determined to sacrifice to make it happen. Sometimes at the expense of losing a momentary joy and happiness, just to see the permanent change or perpetual change you are looking for. Tell your neighbor, it all depends on your attitude. I remember I went for a crusade many years ago. We went for a conference and the man of God was talking and said that there was a young, a, a older man, a very old man, who behaved as if he knew everything. He knew everything. And this young boy was looking at this old man and he, he looked at the old man very intensively and he's been observing him and it doesn't matter what you add. You ask this old man whether it is the weather or music or whatever. He's got answers for it. So this young boy said, I want to prove to this man he doesn't know everything. So what he did was that he, he caught a butterfly in his, in his palm, in his hand, and he held it. The butterfly was not dead. But he held it strategically that you would think the butterfly is dying or dead. He asked the old man, he said, is the butterfly alive? He said, if the man should say he's alive, he will squeeze the butterfly to kill it. But if the man said he's dead, he will not squeeze it. Oh, this boy has got a nice question for this man. This old man looked intensively at the boy and said to him, it depends on you. Whether the butterfly will die or will not die, it depends And I want to tell you that if God is mighty and he's the greatest of all God and you are worshipping him, the determinant of how far you will enjoy the pleasure of God, it depends on you. In Genesis chapter 27 verse 1 to 19, there was a story there. It said, Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn, and I have done as you told me. The things that will provoke people are the things that... Listen, in my school, for instance, my class knows that nobody insults either your mother or... Don't mention mother in my class. Because it does... My late mother, when you talk about... When you talk about mothers in a way I don't like or... It provokes me. It does something to me because of the pleasure I've enjoyed from my mother, my late mom. So I tell my student, don't use mother in my class. There are some things that will be said that can trigger something in you and you act before you think. The Bible said, he said, I want you to prepare for me just as I want and let me eat it and my soul reward will bless you. The part I want to dwell on is, I nearly titled this message, in a way to tell you that it is hard to be able to provoke somebody. 
it is very it's not an easy work tell your neighbor it is not easy if you want to provoke the blessing i want you to know it is not easy tell your neighbor it is not easy the Bible said that when Isaac told Esau, I want you to go and kill and prepare me a venison that my soul will bless you. I thought that he knew it would be easy. But the Bible said he knew. The father knows that it wouldn't be easy. For Esau to be able to provoke, the blessing was there. I want you to bear this in mind. The blessing was residing in Isaac. But it needed something to trigger it, to stir it up. And the only way it can be stirred up was when he's got something that he likes. The Bible said that when Jacob came back with the meal, he said something. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly? It means that Isaac knows that it is not going to be easy. I want to beg of somebody what you would do to trigger, to provoke God or to provoke the purpose of God concerning your life. It is never going to be easy. There is a word I like so much. It is idiosyncratic. The word idiosyncratic means it is particular to you. It is not about giving 100 pounds or giving 20 pounds. Or giving 10 pounds. It has something to do with something that will cost you. So if it doesn't cost you, it can provoke. Tell your neighbor, you have to provoke. There is something that I've been prepared for you. But the only way you can receive it is when you begin to stir up. Something will happen today. My Bible says that a man who was in prison, who has gone through so much pain, who has gone through so much rejection, who has even allowed himself when he spoke about a dream to his brothers, his brothers rose up against him. The Bible said that Joseph has gone through so much rejection. He has gone through so much hatred. But the Bible said when he got to the prison, he had to do something to stir up his prophetic word. The Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 41 verse 9, it said, Then spoke, then speak the, the, the chief butler unto Pharaoh. It's a saying, I do remember my fault this day. There is something you have to do to provoke somebody to remember their fault. This man has been in the palace and he has got a way of blessing Joseph, but he forgot about it. The only way he could remember was when there was another dream. And that dream provoked him to remember that there was a man that I could show kindness to. It is hard to provoke the hand of God. It is hard. I told you last week that most people who encountered God are people who provoke the heavens. Praise the Lord. I want to now start. One of the things that provoke God is when we humble our soul. I told you last week that the soul is in between the spirit and the body. If the soul will head towards the spirit to influence the body, it will happen. But if the soul have to influence the body to just act empty in an empty way, there is no way it will see the glory of God. 
this week I encountered some few things that provoked my spirit. I encountered few things. I encountered a wonderful woman who said, I have seen that this ministry, a ministry somewhere, he said that I have seen that this ministry have to move to the next level and the Lord has laid upon my heart that we should have a permanent pastor. And because of that, I have decided to pay 14 months of the pastor's salary straight. He said for next year, I want to pay the pastor's salary in the next three years. I want, I want to make sure that this church has got a pastor who is permanent. When they received the bulk sum of money, the person who received it said, I didn't understand it when I saw the money. There was something in Isaac that could never come out until the soul of Isaac was provoked. There is a blessing in everybody. Tell your neighbor, there is blessing in everybody. There is a blessing in even your children. The Bible said that he has put power in the mouth of children. There is a way you can go through, you can lavish your love upon your, the life of your children. And your children will look at you and pronounce a blessing. There are times I call my own son, Aaron. I say, I, I, I say Aaron, pray for me. I need this thing to be answered. There is a part of every man that God has created something in you. That call things as though, that call things that are not as though they were. There is, a, there is a part of somebody, something in you that triggered the God in you. And the only way it can be triggered is when you become too excited. When you become so happy, it begins to connect the God in you to trigger out the blessings. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you will be blessed. Humility, the place of Entirely depending on God is from the very nature of things. The first duty and the highest virtue of the creature and the root of every virtue. And so I want you to understand it was pride that made the, what do you call it? The falling of the angels. It was pride. It was what? Pride. It was when the, the now fallen angels began to look upon themselves in a way that they shouldn't have. I want to tell somebody, it follows that nothing can be our redemption but the restoration of the lost humility. The original and only true relation of the creature to his God. And so Jesus came to bring humility back to the earth. To make us partakers of it. And by it to save us. In heaven he humbled himself to become a man. The humility we see in him possess him in heaven. It brought him. He brought it from there. Hence on earth. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. This humility gave his death its value. So it became our redemption. And now the, found, the salvation he impacted unto us is nothing less than the communication of his own nature. 
I'm going somewhere be with me. His own disposition and spirit, his own humility, as the ground and the root of his relation to God and his redeeming work. Jesus Christ took the place and fulfilled the destiny of man as a creature by his life, that life of perfection that humbles itself before God. His humility is our salvation. It's him, it's, let's listen to this. His humility is our salvation. His salvation is our humility. When Jesus died on the cross, he came to introduce you and I to a place of selflessness. If you want to enjoy the ability to trigger and provoke heaven, you have to come to the place of selflessness. Give me Matthew chapter 3. I'm going somewhere, be with me. Matthew chapter 3 verse, verse 16. Let's start from 13. You let's start from 13. The Bible said, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me. Jesus replied, Let it be so now. Let it be so what? Now. It is proper for us. To do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Watch out here. Now, this was a man who has been baptized. Now, watch out here. The verse number, the verse number 16. Oh, you don't understand this. You don't understand it. I didn't see 35. Keep on to 3. Matt, verse 3. The Bible said, at that moment, I don't like even this, this NIV. It said, the Bible said in NIV, it said, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven's was war, was open. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. And the Bible said, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It was humility that opens the heavens. Jesus Christ humbled himself. The Bible said that even though he was God, he, he took the nature of a man and humbled himself even to the point of death. If you want, that, this level of humility doesn't just happen. My brother, my sister, it was Esau had something to do. But when he heard the voice of the father, he let go everything. As if he had no, nothing to do. And the Bible said he went into the wilderness to look for this animal to kill. And bring it to the father. I am here to tell somebody that you have to provoke God. There is something about you that must provoke God. The Bible said that as soon as he did that. The heavens were open. I pray that the act of your life. That will trigger the heavens to open in your life. You will engage in it in the name of Jesus. I said you will engage in it in the name of Jesus. I said you will engage in it in the name of Jesus. Precious one, I want you to understand. I know we've already spoken about fasting. But one thing that causes one to come to a place of humility. Of the place of selflessness. Is when you begin to afflict the soul. To humble yourself. When you humble yourself, it means to humiliate, to subdue. Because God requires it. 
I told you last week that the soul is the ego, number one. It's made up of three functions, which is our intellect, our will, and our emotions. It determines what you want, what you think, and what you feel. If you want to enjoy God, precious one, I want to communicate something to you that may look normal, but I want you to understand. If you want to trigger the hand of God in your life, if you want to stir up something to happen in the realms of the spirit, you must be able to afflict your soul. Bring your soul under subjection to be able to receive the will of God, to be able to receive the feelings of heaven that will connect you to the things that will move the hand of God. The Bible said in the book of 2 Peter chapter 5 verse 6, it said that humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. I want to beg of you that going to church doesn't make you a changed person. And having an encounter with God is that which brings about the change every one of us is looking for. For Christians have the wheel and the emotions of unbelievers. Why? Because we have not afflicted our soul. We have become too emotional. If you want to trigger the heavens to open, you have to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. The Bible said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Precious one, there is a place where you have to humble yourself. It is no more my will be done, but thy will be done. I am here to echo into the heart of somebody that God has got something for you. But the heavens must be stirred up. You have to stir up the heavens. Tell your neighbor, stir up the heavens. Tell your neighbor, stir up the heavens. I remember there was a time Jesus Christ was in the house trying to do what the Lord has called him to do. And the Bible said the whole house was packed with people. That the house was so packed that there were some four, four friends who had their friends paralyzed. And the Bible said, they said, if we continue like this, we'll come to a place where our friend will die. Our friend will perish. The Bible said that they went on top of the roof and tear down the roof and drop down their friend. The Bible said, when Jesus saw it, <laughs> when Jesus saw it, the Bible said what? He said, your faith will bring this man back on track. There is something about spirituality that you have to understand. To provoke, it is not something done fleshly. Uh, you have to understand it. It is not something done word, fleshly. But it is something that goes with your soul. So if somebody doesn't understand spiritual things, they will think that you are just misbehaving. Praise the Lord. I want to beg somebody under the sound of my voice, before the end of this year, heaven must be stirred up. I said before the end of this year, you want to stir up something that will happen to you without that stirring up in the spirit. You wouldn't have received it. My Bible said that it is the hand of God that brings redemption. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice, it is time for you to put your feelings aside. It is time for you to put your soulish aspect aside and begin to empower it in such a way that it will influence your spirit 
to trigger the hand of God. I like it when 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 34 to 37. The Bible talk about a story about David when he wanted to kill Goliath. The Bible said that he, he spoke so much to, David, to Saul that I can kill this man. I can kill him. I can kill him. The Bible said he said no you will not kill him. You can't kill him because you are young. The Bible said that David began to say some things that provoked Saul. Let's see how it happened. The Bible said about David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion and a bear came after it, he said, I follow them and I take, when I follow them, I take what belongs to me. The Bible said, he said, when I open, I open their mouth and I take it. When I take it, they come after me. When they come after me, I deal with them. I promise you so. The same way the God I am talking about, I've handed the life of the lions and bears. The same way I'll handle this man. This uncircumcised Philistine. The Bible said that immediately David said that. Look at what happened. The Bible said that immediately, just number 37. It said, and the Lord who rescued me from the prey of the lions and this bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Look at what Saul said. He says, Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. There are things you have to say. I mentioned this text because I want you to know that there are some things that will trigger doors to open for you. They are called the lions and the bear. They are hard things you have to encounter. And when you encounter those things, it will open the windows of heaven to you and you will receive that word blessing. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. It is time for you to stay up the spirit. I said it is time for you to stay up the spirit. Ah, The heavens are not provoked by nothing. They are provoked because there is somebody who understands the mystery of heaven. And begin to trigger it out. I am here to announce to somebody. The Bible said there was a woman who understood the power of provoking the spirit. The power of the provoking in the spirit is what will bring somebody to a place of redemption. I know maybe you have gone through some turbulent time in your life. I know maybe the heavens have been shut on you. But it is about time we begin to position ourselves and begin to open up to the spirit of God. I don't know, maybe sometimes to provoke the heavens, it comes by prayer. My Bible said that Elijah went on top of the mountain. He put his head in between its sides and began to open something that should be there, which was not there. The Bible said that he prayed so much that he saw the hand of a cloud, a hand like a cloud. And the Bible said when he saw it, the rain that was not there began to provide the heavens that could not provide rain began to provide rain why because the heavens have been stirred up i pray into your life today that the things that don't look like they are there the actions of your life that would trigger them to appear will manifest in your life today uh, you don't understand me. The Bible said uh, that if you understand the ability to provoke the heavens, uh, the Bible said the believers were gathered together in one place. In Acts chapter 2, uh, the Bible said they gathered. Uh, and when they gathered, uh, the Bible said that they were with one accord. Uh, and the Bible said that when they were with one accord in one place, uh, the Bible says suddenly something happened. Uh, it was their unity, their oneness uh, that provoked the prophecy of God to manifest. Uh, I prophesy upon your life 
life today. Every prophetic word concerning your life, whatever will stir up the spirit for it to manifest is coming upon your life. Understand this. I want you to understand this. Jabba said, I know I am honorable, but I want to stir up the spirit. And the Bible said he went down on his knee and began to pray. By the time he finished praying, the heavens were stirred up. And something that was not there, something that I've delayed, sometimes when you begin to stir things, it begins to trigger anything that is delayed to begin to catch up with time. I prophesy upon your life that every delay in your life whatever would trigger the hand of God to move speedily is coming upon your life in the name of Jesus I pray over your life. Ah, the Bible said, even when you plant a seed, a tree that is dead, when it gets scented around water, it begins to spring forth. I prophesy upon your life, whatever is killing you softly, whatever has made the promises of God concerning your life, not to be actualized. I pray today, that today, what will provoke the heavens for your voice to be heard is coming upon your life in the name of Jesus. I want you to understand, in the place of lack, you have to provoke something. Tell your neighbor, you have to provoke something. Uh, you have to provoke something. You can't, you can't. If you want to walk in the place of mystery, if you want to walk in the place of provision, the Bible said that when he saw them, he had pity upon them. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 36, it said when he saw the multitude, he was moved by compassion. What moved him was the crowd. I pray over your life that somebody will see something about you and it will move them to do what God said he would do in your life. In the mind in the name of Jesus. Uh, you don't understand this. You don't understand this. You have to provoke something. Something must be provoked. I was talking to a gentleman some time ago. And he said, I went to a restaurant to eat. But when I went to the restaurant, I saw this lady come. And when this lady came around, the way this lady served me, I said, No. This lady must be domesticated. This lady must become my wife. Why? Because of the way this lady served me. With this level of skills. With this level of precision. With this level of humbleness. This man has not made up his mind he wants a wife. Even if he wanted a wife. He didn't. He was not even thinking that place has got the ability to produce a wife. But the ability of that woman to come systematically to provoke him with the behavior that triggered his heart to say, this is my beloved wife in whom I will be well pleased. Precious one, we are living in a world where if you can't provoke it, you can't take it home. You have to provoke something. Tell your neighbor you have to provoke something. Ask your neighbor, what are you provoking? Ah, haven't you realized that a man said, I, I, I don't feel like eating. I don't want to eat. Uh, have you ever gone to a restaurant or a party where they were going to, they said, you don't feel like eating. But when you saw the, the, the aroma of the food, when you saw the appearance of the food, you said this thing, I said, ah, you don't understand this. You don't understand this. I, 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 I don't know. There was somebody who said, I don't, I don't eat what? Mushroom. <laughs> but the way the mushroom was designed on, in the plate, it provoked him to say, I want to taste it. 
And from that day, he discovered that it wasn't because I don't like mushroom, but every, the people I've met in my past didn't know how to prepare the mushroom. Precious one, you have to know how to provoke the heavens. Tell your never provoke. I went for an interview many years ago. I was employed. After many years, there was, there was another guys that were going to be, that were coming for an interview. And we were called to the office. And we were asked, what do you think of these guys? I said, then we, they answered it. Then I called one of the guys aside. I said, was that how you guys did to me when I came for the interview? He said, yes. I said, so what did you guys see in me that you made you employ me? He said, when you enter the place and we smell your perfume, we said, this is a guy. It provokes something that should have been there. Ah, you don't know. You must be able. Why would you go for an interview? In my previous show, they said, we don't care about what you can teach. We want to see somebody who is willing to put in the effort to change something. They said, when we can, they are six, they will come to the department. They are not even going to teach. We will let them talk to you. The person who is able to flow with you guys will employ that person. We are ready to train them, regardless of what they can do. Ah, oh, you don't understand it. Oh, you don't understand it. Something must be provoked. I entered into a place. The two of us, we were going for a very managerial role. We entered. I saw one guy talking like this. That guy was talking, was talking, was talking. Talk about pain. He knew everything about pain. Talk about football. He said he knew how to play football. Talk about table tennis. He said he knew how to play table tennis. I said, what is going to happen to me today? Hi. I said, today is today. We'll see. Ha! I said, I have to say something before this guy take the job. Oh, I looked straight into his eyes. I looked straight around the people. And I asked one question. I said, what can we do about this? What is being done about this? After the interview, they, they, they didn't take the guy. They took me. And I asked them, how come you guys selected me? They said, the other guy was talking too much. He's talking, I've provoked something. That wouldn't have come to him. And they kept quiet. Some of you, you talk too much. When you spoke at that place, you shouldn't speak. You were rejected. It provoked rejection. You don't understand it. How can two people walk through a door? By the appearance they come in with, you can determine who you go for. You don't understand this. The Bible said that the, the, the servant of Isaac is it Isaac Isaac Abraham is it Abraham Abraham gave it to Isaac Abraham before Abraham wanted to die he sent one of his servants to go to town and look for a wife for Isaac the man got to a place and he saw a woman fetching water and feeding some some some, some staff he entered and showed kindness to them by the time he finished with them said come come home with us his kindness triggered a behavior that wouldn't have come to them you have no idea precious one you have to control your environment if you if you have something and you don't provoke it in the direct you have to stay it in the direction you want to you have no idea if you do nothing about it is stirring up something when we talk about stirring up, some people have died and have not actualized their purpose. When you stir something, when you, when you have a soup, 
and there are meat under the soup and you begin to stir it what happens the surface there are something that are down it takes people who are experienced to see it you have to stir it you have to stir it with a, a, a level of provoking something to happen oh you don't you don't understand this you don't understand this he said when he saw their faith he was moved to act you are living in the world you think everything will come to you it doesn't come to you things doesn't come to people it comes to those who call upon it you want to provoke the hand of God in this year you want to change you have to sacrifice something praise the Lord you have to all sacrifice one thing I saw that provoked me was that God even though he has got everything he's very manageable he, he's very very do you know that when he prayed over the, the five loaf of bread and two fishes and there was extra do you, do you know what happened to the extra I thought he was God he would chuck it in the bin what happened they collected them even he told us that there were 12 baskets God is not in the business of giving things to people who don't value it Ah, you, you don't understand it. There were two men on the cross. The Bible said that one said the wrong thing. He was put in a corner. One said another thing. He received express promotion to heaven. Even if I don't even know if they are, if God was expecting to have fifty people in heaven, Jesus said, "You, you are number one. You be with me in, para, in paradise." Why? Because he said the right things. Precious one, I want to beg of you. If you are walking in the anywhere you are walking now, you want to ask yourself, what can I stay up? What can I provoke in the spirit to happen here? You don't you don't know how to stay it up? You can stay it up. Tell your neighbor you have to promote something. So you have to provoke something. You have to provoke something. The word provoke means to stay up. To stay up. I like the, the meaning that said that to call forth. To call forth, they are there, but they will not appear. You have to call them forth today. I pray over your life that you will call things forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But before you can walk in this fullness, you have to provoke it. You have to do what you have to provoke it. Hallelujah. I am here to tell somebody. Tell me, show me somebody in the Bible who encountered Jesus without provoking him. Zacchaeus was short. The word word short could mean that a limitation. The Bible said that he didn't allow his limitation to deter him. The Bible said he climbed a sycamore tree. When Jesus saw the effort he put into when Jesus just sometimes when you read the Bible, you may think that it is just literally. When Jesus saw the height of the tree and saw the statue of, of Zacchaeus, he said, Hey, you went on top of this for my sake. Come, 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 come down. I'll go to your house right now. What where he was provoked him to go to his house. You, you don't understand this. You don't you don't understand this. I pray over your life today that something will be provoked. Something will be provoked in your spirit. Those of you, the young people here, there should be one subject. I remember when I was in junior high school, I was not good. I was not good with anything. I've told you my testimony already. At the age of 15, I couldn't spare a girl. 
Avenue Spiegel. But a friend of mine invited me when his brother was going to his brother was going to teach him. There is a topic in mass. It's called said S U R D. And the brother was teaching him, and I sat there. After he finished teaching that topic, something was provoking my spirit. I felt like I can solve any mass question. My son Aaron, before he could play the bass guitar, he could play the bass guitar. I took him to one guy to, to, to teach him some things. After one and a half hours of teaching him the bass, when he came out of the place, he said, Daddy, just sing a song. I'll play it for you. Why? He has been provoked. I want, when you see your children going wayward, you want to say, Father, provoke them to the right path. Stay up. Call them forth. I pray that today something will be stirred in you. I say today something will be stirred in you. I pray that every limitation in your life, may the hand of God begin to provoke the heavens for your sake. In the name of Jesus. I want you to stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. You want to pray that Father teach me how to provoke the heavens. Teach me how to provoke the things around me that belong to me. Begin to provoke things for me, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. You want to pray that Father teach me how to provoke the blessing. I want to provoke the blessing. The things that you have spoken before the foundation of the world. Father, teach me how to provoke them. Come on, begin to pray like you believe God. Say, my father, my maker. My father. We thank you, Father. Let me have the communion whilst we fellowship together. I want to beg of you, somebody. We are coming to have fellowship with God. We're coming to break bread. I want to beg of you. The Bible said the blood was there for a purpose. The Bible said his body is there broken for a purpose. You want to pray as I eat this bread and as I drink this wine, may I receive divine quickening. May I begin to receive that which will provoke, that which will provoke me unto good work, that which will begin to move me into a place of manifesting your promises and your glory. Come and begin to pray. Come and begin to pray and say, God, I want to walk in the arena of manifestation in the name of Jesus. My blood, I'm sharing for you for the remission of sin. God represents his spirit. I pray for divine refreshment. That you will begin to be sensitive to the things of the spirit. You will begin to trigger the things of heavens. Of the heavens will be open to you. In the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. As you eat the bread. And as you drink the wine. May the purpose of this manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I want you to I want you to sit quietly and I want you to be praying. 
and need a change to be called. Your CV can provoke people to call you. Your CV. ago, there is somebody here, you were taken from the place you should be, but as we, this service is going on, I see you being called again to your seat to take your place. The Bible says he took the bread and he thanked God. said he blessed it. He said this is for the remission of your sin. I pray that receive divine illumination. Receive divine enlightenment. As this goes to your body may it replenish every tissue in your body. May there be divine as this wine is going to, to your body there is somebody you have a, a complication with your liver. The hand of God is healing you right now. Let's have one. Thank you. No movement. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that you are moving to a higher height. God who has called us will never put us to shame. May we be able to know what will trigger the heavens to open. May we begin to know what will stay up the heavens in our life. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that may the presence of God manifest in your life. As it was prophesied in the life of Jacob that he will receive the blessing. God put the right system in place for him to receive it. I pray that may system be set around you, that the purpose of God concerning your life will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. You will never want in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus.